Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Therese Crow, novelist and speaker. This is going to be the final episode of season three of the Gate Crashers podcast, and we will give information as to what our plans are for this summer. But for today, I thought it would be amazing to check back in with Carice and talk about her, where she is right now in her publishing, in her self-publishing journey, because we first talked, Carice, we first talked with you about your career. Was it like a year or so ago like it was a while ago it's been a hot minute for yeah. sure it's been a while and like the plan during that talk was we're gonna give updates and carice is gonna show the listener like what it's like from a self-publishing standpoint when you're trying to get your career off the ground blah 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 and then you know a lot of time passed and things just kind of went differently right than we planned so yeah a lot has happened in the almost three years now since I quote unquote published Ignite. And so that's book one of my series and that's the series I'm working on. So I published Ignite for print only in 2019. And that's book one of my current series that I'm still working on. And my plan at that point was basically like, if I didn't have all of the books done in the series, I would at least have the first three done published in print before I ever went online. And so I never like, I was never really tempted to put it online because I was just, that wasn't, that wasn't my plan for it whatsoever. And my goal was, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take the rest of the summer off because small children, then they'll go back in the fall. And I really, really, really struggled with Mm -hmm. writing book two, like those first 10,000 words at this point. Now they have been they have been tossed out. They have been redone. Yeah. Um, editing this book is just, it's so evident. My lack of organization hmm. that I had going into book two in a series. Because book mm-hmm. one, like, you've got nothing else to reference, right? Yeah. You can just be as creative as you possibly want to be. And you're in charge. So there's nothing to contradict. Book two is not like that. It's it's not like that at all. Yeah. So, yeah, the plan was, you know, okay, well fall 2019 or you know starting in you know the beginning of 2020 that's when I'm really gonna like this book is gonna start coming together and then we got hit by we all know what we got hit by in 2020 yeah and then a year went by and then it was a year and a half Mm -hmm. and then I did actually finish the book um Mm -hmm. in uh October 2021 yeah I finished it and then I couldn't touch it editing wise, I just couldn't find the energy or the focus to get anything done on it whatsoever until, as you know, I got my ADHD diagnosis and suddenly all of these like cognitive behavioral therapy things that I had been learning over the years that should have been working, but weren't suddenly could work. Hmm. I was immediately, I had all of the, the skills and the tools I just didn't have the capacity to accomplish what I was capable of. Hmm. That's a really big difference, your capacity and your capability. Um, So now that that's handled, book two is in edits. It's going 
I'm crossing my fingers. You guys can't see it, but it's going pretty well. Um, aside from like one oops about a month ago uh, mm. that I found, you know, with basically it was a developmental issue, essentially, mm. um, that I had to go back and fix when I was like, I was already 20, 30,000 words past editing that when I realized I had that developmental issue. And so I had to go way back. So I'm still like trying to catch up to where I was even yeah. just five, five, six weeks ago in editing this thing. But uh, as of like literally today, <laughs> I can really see a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. I finally was able to like sit down and figure out how I'm going to fix this, this pacing issue essentially and make it work and make it come together. Mm. So I'm excited because it's, it feels like it's finally going to happen for yeah. this book, you know? Timeline wise, like, what are you looking at? Do you think for. So, like I said, you know, originally my idea was I was going to have at least the first three books in the series mm -hmm. done and ready to go. And now because of TikTok, I don't really want to do that anymore. Mm. I think, I think that there is solid benefit to definitely waiting until book two is done. I mean, one, just so I don't have split focus on trying to launch book one while I'm editing book two, gross, yeah. gross. I don't want to do that at all. Um, but I think also because of TikTok after book two, if I'm just holding on to these things and not putting them online, but I'm trying to grow a following, but I don't have any books that you can go buy. Yeah. Then I've got diminishing returns. Like yep. then it does not make sense for us to wait until book three is done. No, let's. So my idea being essentially, you know, I'm going to finish book two. We're going to get that done. We're going to get it published in print. And then I have a working document, I have several working documents where I'm just keeping track of everything I need to get done before I launch book one, all the assets I need to create, all the people I need to contact, everybody who has ever said, let me know when you finally go online so I can leave a review or so I can have you on my podcast or so right. I can talk about you on my channel, like all of that stuff. I'm compiling everything so that when I switch over from editing this book mode to okay, we're launching book one mode. Like we are, we are ready to go. I'm going to yeah. throw absolutely everything that I have at this baby, which I'm hoping is going to become, it's going to coincide very, very closely when season four of our show starts back up. That would be great. We'll see if it, if I can make that timing work. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it'd be amazing to follow that journey of launching and like what just to like get the play-by-play -play of like what you go through what do sales look like what right does the marketing look like um because i think it's just fast like it would be like a, like a little case study on right like a right. self-published book career effort yeah like. <laughs> well and i like so with having ignite published in print i do have the benefit of i've gotten reader feedback like uh -huh. i know what makes that book what that book is. And I know who likes that book mm -hmm. and I know who really loves that book. Mm -hmm. So that can, that definitely has Helps. helped inform more of what I do in book two. It seems like it would be a waste knowing that there are people out there who I can reach, who will love the series and who will want to help promote it, follow along, who will care 
about when I'm writing book three. Mm-hmm. And now I can just share that journey with the people who will actually care about it. I am curious to hear your advice for author, because I, I feel like this is a common thing where you get excited, you write your first book or you, you know, you get some progress and then just things fall apart for a while. And that like, you know, that, um, yeah, that motivation is gone. And maybe even someone published their first book and then they had plans on doing some kind of release schedule and that completely like imploded and they're just feeling like, well, what's the point now? Like what, what words would you have for those people who are currently in a situation where they're in that in between of not finding the motivation or the time and not knowing if it's worth continuing? Um, so not having the motivation or the time, I would say why, uh, just because, you know, if you're like me, if you hit burnout, if you hit burnout or you hit trauma, uh, that can take three to five years to fully recover from, which is, that's an insane amount of time when you think about, oh yeah, I just need a long weekend and I'll be all better. No, Mm -hmm. you, you actually need a lot more time than that. Um, and that was actually something that happened when I finished writing book two, that was part of what made editing it so difficult is right at the very end of it. I had somebody in my life who decided to bring up a a trauma trigger and Mm. I got, I got made to feel about two inches tall, um, by somebody you think is a friend and then you find out they're not. So I guess if it's, if it's burnout, if it's, what's the point, I mean, do you love the story? Do you still want the story to be out there? Do you still want to continue it? Because like if you're in book three of a series that's not selling and you've planned six, seven books and you hate it, put it down. Like Mm -hmm. just go do something else if you want to. That's totally fine. You can do that. If another series starts picking up and people start picking up that series, you know, maybe we we can wrap things up with a book four here and we don't Mm -hmm. need four more books instead. But then if it's, you know, feeling frustrated because your marketing plan has changed yet again, be mad about it, but change it anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we had Will White um, on for one of our summer interviews, he's very forthcoming in saying that, you know, when he decided to self-publish was crucial for his eventual long-term success. And that if he had tried to self-publish the exact same way in 2019 or 2020 or 2018, it probably would have gone completely differently because the market was totally different. Everything was totally different. So I think, you know, if you have a a plan and you've been holding on to that plan, like I have for three years and a better option comes along, it's kind of, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you don't take a step back and say, you know what? I'm not married to that marketing plan. It is okay. If that changes, we can do something different, especially if it seems like it's going to be something that's better and less of a shot in the dark. Mm -hmm. That is just rapid release publishing. So really, yeah, my plan with, with marketing the series is, you know, I will do ads eventually, but that's not what I'm going to be. That's not what I'm going to be swinging for when Mm -hmm. I come out of the gate it's going to be to reconnect with everybody who I know loves that series, throw everything at the wall, everything at the wall, 
when book one comes out and launch book two either four to six weeks after book one because like your conversion rate from book one to book two is usually somewhere between like 30 to 50 percent but then your conversion rate from book two to book three is closer to 80 to 90 percent and that stays consistent for the rest of the Mm. series so to me that tells me that's really all I need to have out Mm-hmm. If you, if you read the end to the end of book two, and you still love this series, it won't matter if it takes me six months or a year to put out book three, mm-hmm. you're going to care enough that you're still going to be along for the ride. And when you have a tool like TikTok, where not only do readers and other authors and just that whole community get to know you as a person, but the actual engine, the algorithms of TikTok will keep showing your content to the people who want to find it. And you're not paying for that. That is advertising that you are not paying for. Mm -hmm. And you're not, and you don't have to be, you know, crazy, super selling your book constantly with, this is my book, buy my book. No, like share your author experiences. Some of the best videos that I've put out have been like, just very honest. I failed. I messed up. Mm-hmm. And it's really frustrating and people relate to it. So on the flip side of this conversation, I have a friend who started releasing her books a year ago, maybe a little over a year ago. She writes, um, it's like urban fantasy type of stuff and like romance. And she, so she released her first one a little over a year ago. She's tried to like, release a book every four months or so since Mm -hmm. so she's still kind of new in it new in the space and still developing things and she's very active with like author support groups and like very 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 active to the point where i'm just like oh i could never do that that sounds exhausting right Um, but she has found some success And that has been like the most encouraging thing to see Mm -hmm. someone step into a space that is already heavily saturated and to she's like, I think she's, I want to say she's already broken even on her investment and is now making money and she's getting contacted by like this one company wanted to feature her book for a special like hardcover edition. And then like, gotcha. Yeah. So, and then she's invited to be part of these um, author collection stories with heavy hitters within right. the genre. And so it's been so encouraging to see someone who pressed start only a year ago when everyone's thinking, oh, no one can make money anymore at self-publishing. Like you really have to fight and claw for any dollar that you make nowadays. Right. And that's kind of true, but she's doing it. And if she stays the course, I think she's going to end up finding herself making a full-time living at this. And that's just like such an, just like such a huge encouragement for everyone who feels like the, you know, the, the peak of self-publishing is kind of over. Um, there's still money. Oh, it's money to definitely be made. not. Yeah. We have definitely we have not hit the peak of self-publishing yet. No, with the big six becoming the big four recently. Yeah, and only one of them ate the other two. Oh no, self-publishing is not going anywhere anytime soon. Hot genres are going to change, but 
I just think that if you create something that you love and that those readers will love, that's, that's your biggest blockade to success, I think. So on the other side of the industry, some more good news that we have to share or that I have yes. to share. I got a book deal for me. <laughs> you, actual you. <laughs> for you, not for somebody else. Not for somebody else. And yeah, a book deal for me. And the, you know, I just got the final copies of the contract in the mail a few days a few days ago. That's so awesome. it's like it is set. And I am so excited. I'm gonna be sharing that journey on the podcast next season and probably also the season after because it's going to be a while before the book is available but i can't wait to share like what it was like to shop my own book as right. an agent what it was like to negotiate my own contract because it's just like it's different like it's the same stuff it's the same negotiation points but right. it's just slightly different when you're doing it for yourself i would imagine it's a little more personal it is and then it's, because you yes. have that distance between publisher and client yes you are now agent and client yes so yeah there were it's times a more it's hard there were times when i had to tell myself okay amanda you would tell your client that this is okay so you need to just be okay with it. <laughs> love so. those third person pep talks I had a few of them, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and so I can't wait to talk, and I can't wait to talk about what it was like to do the, to write the manuscript. We're doing it now, it's due September 1. So I feel like lots of fodder for discussion. And of course, as the journey moves forward with marketing and like all of these things that I've helped, I've like been kind of like on the cheerleading squad for people over the years. Like, right. let's market your book. Let's talk about endorsements. Let's talk about sales. And now it's like, I'm actually the one having, I'm going to have to do the work. So yeah. And you're going to have to have those conversations with yourself. Like <laughs> you're driving that train. Uh, I have a co-author on it and we already kind of like looked at the list we put together for our, our possible endorsers. And we're like, why did we aim so high with so many people? <laughs> hey, you know what? Slide into those Instagram DMs. That's right. It can work. Love it. So good things happening next season on the podcast. But what we're going to do for the summer, just so everyone is up to speed, we're going to do our summer interviews. And that's when mm -hmm. we... Um, we slow it down, so we're not going to be releasing weekly episodes, but we will have a handful of interview episodes that we will release over the course of the summer. And these are interviews with publishing professionals, um, authors, and just people that we felt would be really interesting to pick their brain about the business. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to launch into season four of the Gate Crashers podcast likely sometime in September. I'm really excited for the interview series because I know that we've got some topics coming up with some folks that we have never covered before. And but, yeah. I didn't even think that was possible. I thought Same. we at least talked about at least all of it a little bit. Yeah. But nope, nope, there's still more. So stay tuned. And as always, if you like what you hear, leave us a review or um, just shoot us an email and tell us what you love about the show and what you'd like to see more of uh, in season four. 